You podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. And you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate it. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with tax money. Where was I when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leafy. So, are we just going to make up rules as we go along? Show some R E S P I C T. Anyway, Owen to. Tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Hey, Mommy, can we pretend to go to outer space? I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now, Here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Cesar. With interesting scream. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, on a Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, George H.W. Bush, 41st president of the United States, often called the greatest one-term president in American history. But was he? James K. Polk has something to say about that. Stay with us. <laughs> And they've got quite a memorial service planned for today, which will happen during our show, so we will bring you highlights of that. Uh-huh. So that's something. Um, yeah, in particular, the eulogies. We want to bring you the the speechifying by people who loved him. I just heard he's not going to do the whole um, flyover thing. Right. He's not, not going to do it. And uh, Sorry, Sean. Just oh, beat you to it by a nose. All good. No, And no hail to the chief. <laughs> no. So uh, he's wanting a more of a low-key presentation, which uh, is kind of in keeping with their uh, their style. So the the president himself, H.W., he requested this yeah. prior to his passing? Yeah. Okay. Um, and his son's going to speak, and uh, who else do we know is going to speak? I saw the list yesterday. Is James Baker going to speak? I don't no, I, don't, I haven't seen his no? name on the list, mm. no. Is Bill Clinton going to speak? No. No. So the only president, former president, would, would be his son, son yeah. which is, no, would be appropriate president or not, obviously, so. Um, uh, so that's starting a little bit later this morning. Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there. James with... K. Polk going to speak? No. <laughs> well, he does want to stand up for his one-term presidency. Carter. And, and John Quincy Adams. Right. Says, hey, wait a second. Wait a minute. Hold yeah, on. JQA, yeah. huh? 
Um, let's introduce everybody, starting with our board operator, Michael Angelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Really proud of the A&G listeners. I've been following the total online, and uh, the Warrior Foundation, it, gets gro- it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So yep. we'll great. Do a, we'll do an update here soon in our, uh, our run-up to $300,000, we hope, on Friday. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I am pleased to announce tonight my beloved South Park is taking on... None other than Amazon, the oh. one of the biggest companies in America. Apparently, Amazon, one of their new factories or headquarters or something, is being located in the small town of South Park, and it is going to illustrate the struggles they have as as they transition to a corporate town. That should be hilarious. I look forward to that myself. Love it. When will that be released on their website, do you suppose? Uh, the, tonight uh, at airtime, which I okay. believe is 10 Eastern. I'll check that out, because I'm one of those modern people that watches things online. I see. see. Unplugged, are you? Exactly. I cut the cable. But I didn't. I still have HBO <laughs> because of The Sopranos. Oh, boy. There is, you are a modern man. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Went to a radio ranch gathering last night. Boy, I'll tell you, I was dressed to the nines. I had the spats, the morning coat on. <laughs> there was fine wine, tasty snacks. I was very well behaved. I did not get fired up by the grape. Brought some scratchers in the way home, which are marinating right now because, as you know, you need to let them sit for a few days before scratching. All in all, a very pleasant <laughs> evening. Yes, it was uh, practically a company Christmas party, which was very exciting. So loud, though. People like loud. I realize oh, most yes. people like loud. I don't. Oh, I, like I hate quiet. loud. I like quiet, but people yeah. like loud in the modern era. Yes. I can't understand you. Yeah, there, were, there was the but back in the day, restaurants used to be quiet. They used to go out of their way to make them quiet, and then right. somebody decided. Similar to the way Twitter and, you know, social media affects our brain, somebody figured out that, no, the brain gets amped up with, like, adrenaline and excitement when it's noisy. Oh, right? boy. So everybody took everything off the walls, everything off the floor, right. everything off the ceilings to make every place as loud as possible. That started happening, like, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and that has been the trend ever since. Yep. So what percentage of your interactions would you estimate you had to go with the, oh, yeah, not knowing what they said? you couldn't hear because it was so loud. Yeah. It was a fair yeah. number. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty healthy percentage for me. <laughs> That's why I like old-timey steakhouses where they got, like, carpet on the walls right. and the ceilings oh, and the floor, yeah. and it's just dead quiet in there, and everybody's kind of whispering. And they're so <laughs> so dark in there, a wildebeest could wander by your <laughs> your table. You wouldn't even know it. Yeah, I love but that. People like brightly lit and noisy. I no, just have to no, recognize it. That's what the millennials like, I guess. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Wednesday, December the 5th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's uh, begin now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go officially at Mark. There's not a smoking gun. There's a smoking saw. Yeah. Wow. You stole my joke. Oh, wow. That's, so I'm assuming that's Lindsey Graham talking about the Khashoggi killing. Your smoking saw. We all know what happened there. Yeah, who who is this for? I don't know. Well, I guess there are um, some within the administration that are clinging to something like plausible deniability. Or the president himself. Yeah. We yeah. don't know that, so let's just move on. But it's implausible deniability. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? LDC gearing up for Bush 41's funeral just hours from now. Mueller's sentencing recommendation for the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn stirring up all kinds of theories. And shocking new allegations about the ex-CBS boss, Les Moonves. Oh, man. Holy cow. Yes. He was among the worst of those kind of people. And he, he kept it hidden for quite a while there. Almost he, got away with it. Mm, but troubling. He was a bad guy. Just Well, he's just like all the rest of them. It's amazing, that culture. 
How does mail? And they lecture us on how we ought to live and what's right and what's wrong all day long. Oh my God! Please. What do you hear the setup he had for his lifestyle? Oh, my God. One-button sex dungeon like Matt Lauer? How does a uh, mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. We have a thought-provoking quote of the day from Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World. Les Moonves considered, what, the second most powerful person in all of uh, oh, TV and movies? Sure. I've heard that said, yeah. So it's Weinstein and him running the whole thing, everything we saw, and lecturing us about how to live, as Joe just sure. said. Good uh, Lord. Not sufferable. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is a pretty good headline. So this guy's got a Tinder match, and uh, they're talking about hitting, uh, getting together or whatever, and oh, he, he yeah. insists she wear black. Uh, okay, I don't know what your thing is, but I'll wear black. And he takes her to a funeral for their date. <laughs> wow. Ah, boy. Wow. Specifically his grandmother's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Mailbag. <clears throat> you to love me, Granny. <clears throat> anyway, you want to uh, get together again? Yeah. Because my uncle's sick. Oh, boy. That's a dark wow. joke. That is really dark. Wow. I'd like to apologize for that joke. Bush funeral later this morning. We'll be giving you highlights of it. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. Collectivists, communists, socialists don't like to hear this, but Aldous Huxley said it. There's only one corner of the universe you can be certain of improving, and that's your own self. Oof. Take a look in the mirror. You want to change the world? Huh? I'm not, I'm not yeah. certain of that. Here's your. My uh, record is uh, <laughs> sketchy at best. <laughs> Here's your crime of day. Sent along by Ben the Libertarian. It's uh, section 21 of U.S. Code, uh, subsection 331, 333, 352, and 21CFR. Subsection 344.50, subsection C, subsection 4. I am not kidding makes it a federal crime to sell earwax removal aids without telling people to avoid getting it in their eyes. There you go. So you got some sort of earwax dissolving goo you got to say on the bottle. Don't squirt it in your eyes. That's ridiculous. But on that topic, I have a little bottle of that stuff. Kids need it now and then. I've also got eye drops. And I have long kept them oh in the boy. same spot, and I can't tell you how many times because the bottles are the exact same shape. Oh boy! I can't tell you how many times I've I've grabbed the bottle that's got some sort of stuff that will dissolve earwax. <laughs> oh boy! And almost put those drops in my eyes. I'm guessing that would really hurt. Oh, I gotta ouch. separate those somehow so I don't. Yeah, do or that. put a big E on the. Oh wait, E is for ear and eye. Oh, that's how they get you. Oh no! Draw an eyeball. That would be a mistake. Eye, and, and an ear on the ear, huh? <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, Joe, like you, I'm a raging heterosexual, writes Tal. But I've never felt so close to a man as when you griped about the idiot drivers out there. I've always felt if you took the human component out of driving, all traffic will end. Well, it will be substantially reduced. If you drive enough, you can see what causes uh, backed up traffic. Uh, I just don't understand why people wait for five car lengths for them to start moving in a green light or movement in traffic. Well, that's explained, Tal, by 
the great joke, one of my favorite jokes of the last decade, that we need to just give up and accept push notifications on our smartphones when the light turns green. Yeah. Because everybody is staring down at their phone and doesn't have the slightest idea that the light has turned green. Part of it out of some sometimes trying to be safe by doing it when stopped and not driving. Part of it out of our inability to sit for that 15 seconds without occupying ourselves with some input. Right. Which is not healthy. Not healthy. Uh, Tal also suggests uh, setting up, and I have a feeling Warrior Foundation Freedom Station can do this for you, setting up a, a modest monthly donation uh, so that it, it it's barely felt in the budget at all, but it mounts up to a pretty good amount by the end of the year. I love that idea. If you commute anywhere where it's a little hilly, every once in a while you get a glimpse of way ahead on the traffic, and you'll be in stop and go, and you'll see yeah. a way ahead. Oh, okay, ahead of that idiot. It's, it's that guy in the left lane. <laughs> it's free and clear, a thousand cars behind him. Two people paralleling each other in the left two lanes yeah. are holding up traffic for miles. And I want them dragged out of their vehicles. I want them... Slapped around just enough to understand (laughs) how much we hate them. Wow. Just a little bit. Wow. Just a little bit. And then have it explained to them why we all hate them so much. The question is, are they doing it on purpose or are they just oblivious? I mean, do they not notice, wow, there's no cars in front of me. And when I look in my mirror, it's just an endless stream of cars. It's obliviousness because I I always pass them and study them thinking, what what is your what is your world like? It's either uh, uh, the obliviousness of the hands at ten and two, right. leaning over the steering wheel, staring, terrified, straight ahead crowd, <laughs> right? Or it's the younger driver who just obviously doesn't know because they haven't been taught. The most common or to me dragged is, out of the car and slapped around a little bit. The most common to me is about a forty year old man or woman, as you said, ten and two. Leaned kind of forward, just staring straight ahead. Oh, yeah. Motionless. Completely checked out of the whole thing. Right. Uh, moving along to more pleasant affair. Uh, who's, what was the name? It was Matt. Matt asked to be reinstated, unblocked from the text line, if he donated $25 mm. to Warrior Foundation. I Freedom said that Station. sounds fine. I suggested that was a little light, depending on his uh, income. Well, Elise, frequent correspondent, writes, As I pledged my $50 a month to the foundation, it came to me that Mr. $25 to get off the block text list has to step it up. I work hard for a modest salary, often go home with unidentified human fluids on me. Ew. Yeah, she works in an emergency room. Have kids in college, have never been banned, and I've listened from day one. $25 a month, maybe, Mr. Blocked. Maybe it's a wow. good start, but... Use my name. I'm not scurred. <laughs> right. I'm not scurred. Right, Elise. That's awesome. Uh, who's uh, fagged one friend from day one? Um, thank you for a fabulous note as usual. You I should charge twenty five dollars a month to get back on the text line. I like it. Let's see. Uh, here's a nice note from Katie Joe. If I, if, he, if I get his number and reinstate him, I'd be able to go back and see what the uh, the texts were that uh, got him banned. Well, he said he admitted he got a little unhinged about Trump and Russia, mm. and he went too far, and he's sorry. You know, a, a, an apology honestly offered must be accepted, unless there was something horrifying going on. I'm really, really sorry I burnt down your house. I mean, <laughs> eh, well, then that's optional, I guess. But uh, Katie Joe mentions that uh, she and her hubby, uh, donated a GUR to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station with a GUR corporate match, but because of some technical glitch, had to go directly through the website instead of ours and all of it, hmm. and wants to make sure we get the credit for it. But you know what? It's just important, Katie Joe, sure. to go to the Warriors when they need it the most, the incredible programs of Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, the the counseling, the help with the prosthetics, the job training, the 
how to interview, how to handle money, the the the, the, the being with compatriots who understand what you're dealing with. It's just all so valuable. But thank you, thanks for the donation. We're trying to raise three hundred thousand dollars. We're halfway through the week. We better be halfway through the three hundred thousand dollars to stay on track. And we'll do an update here in a little bit. Uh, let's see. Let me serve. Let me Gladys is limbering up to do her drum roll. She stretches. Well, the topic of this uh, email is you rotten bastards. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, gosh. Harsh criticism. It's a cracker in sack. It says, good morning, fellas. Uh, is that a thumbs up to that request I asked for earlier? Did anybody hear that? Thumbs down. Okay, never mind. Uh, last week, you played a song while reminiscing about your former producer, Dominic. The uh, That silly little song clip has been playing over and over in my head since. My wife and coworkers have are convinced I've lost my mind due to my unending acapella rendition of the Dominic the Donkey song. Mm. It's all your <laughs> fault, and I may never forgive you. Then again, it might be Trump's fault. Good point. It's probably this is Trump's America. Uh, been with us since day one. He actually listened to Jeff Katz, who was on uh, one of our stations. Uh, he was like three guys before us. She'll just stay with the frequency no matter what's on it. Apparently. Yeah, easy to please. Fan of the frequency. It, it sounds like a compliment at first. Yeah, but then it, it kind of breaks then, down from right. there. Listen, I will <laughs> I will listen to anything on that frequency. I mean, absolutely any show. Dead air. Some guy blowing a police whistle into my ears. Scraping a knife on a, a plate <laughs> would be fine as oh, long as it's man. on the right frequency. Do we have the Dominic the Donkey song uh, handy? Anybody come up with that? Uh, give me just a moment. I'm trying to grab it. All right. He's trying to grab it. Trying as hard as he can. Uh, gentlemen, I went to a new restaurant the other night. There was a dish with the description, lamb, ravioli, yogurt, Aleppo, pine nuts. <laughs> There's only one thing to ask the waitress there. Sounds great. Obviously, I'm ordering it. But I pull out my phone and start typing, what is? And then it happened. I couldn't stop hearing Gary Johnson's big, dumb mouth. <laughs> Asking, what is Aleppo? You gotta ask your waiter, what is Aleppo? <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did. Turns out it's a pepper. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, I got the Dominic Donkey song. Oh, okay, let's hear that so we can ruin everybody's week. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas Donkey. La, la, la. Italy Christmas Donkey. Is that their version of the reindeer? It's a Christmas I, I song. They couldn't afford a reindeer. <laughs> Gets too hot in Italy. And they got a donkey. And our old producer Dominic, as a kid, people would sing that at him or something, and he found right. it traumatic. <laughs> Was it worth it? Oh, There's boy. Dominic there from, from the grave, from beyond the old. Uh, yeah, G from B T G. Um, der da D and when. I- when I was mad at Dominic, I would demand the song be played, which <laughs> seems terrible in retrospect. <laughs> and I'd like to apologize, which, uh, as we discussed earlier, it's optional whether you accept it. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, he also says, hey, I'm looking forward to ordering some this uh, hashtag Thistle Be Awesome trucker hats on the A&G store for stocking stuffers. Well, we don't have those produced yet, but I don't know how quickly we can get them on the store with the other fabulous Armstrong and Getty swag, your T-shirts, your your hoodies. Um, what else is there? Anything? Just T-shirts and hoodies? Okay. All right. It's a little and what is Aleppo? <laughs> it's a pepper. Uh, that's, hey, here's a great George H.W. Bush story sent along from uh, Jim from Imperial Beach. 
Do you guys know that Vice President Bush <clears throat> went and spoke to the Contra generals in the jungle? We haven't really talked about the Iran-Contra. I was going to mention that I, all the Bush stuff I've taken in over four days, Iran, I've never heard Iran-Contra mentioned so far, which is pretty <laughs> interesting because it was a pretty big scandal. Yes. Uh, but at any rate, he actually flew down, helicoptered into the jungle to speak to the generals to tell them, stop killing civilians or all aid to you will stop. It was a top-secret mission by the vice president. Brave as hell, his hel- uh, helicopter pilot was killed in action there a couple of weeks later, hmm. showing how dangerous the mission was. Can you picture any modern vice presidents doing that? Uh, love your show. It's Jim. Thanks, Jim. It's an interesting story. That is, and I had not heard that. I want to do a little research on that. So we're going to do a total see where we are for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station and our run-up to $300,000 and Marshall's News, everything that's going on, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show through the podcast. But what you're doing is you're stealing from what you're oh, doing. Why, why do you? Why, is you're coming why, to my why? home, knocking food why? out of my kids' mouths. But That's what you're doing. He's unstable, my friends. Don't listen to him. But this is the week we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Instead of giving us money for the podcast, how about you give money to the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? Oh, my gosh. The work they do, soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, a lot of whom have been terribly injured. Some PTSD, some traumatic brain injury, and when they need it the most, when they could fall through the cracks and become a statistic or or their lives just fall apart, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there to save them. And it's all volunteer. Over 94% of the money goes directly to the guys. I mean, their overhead is tiny. We got a goal of 300000 this week. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> talk about the stock market a little bit later this half hour. It was a rough day yesterday and I had an interesting conversation with an, um, an investment advisor last night about the current state of the stock market and how many people are involved in it. But anyway... Well, uh, let me also say very briefly, I took in two back-to-back news reports from very different uh, sources of news and they told two completely different stories about the stock market yesterday and what it meant. You cannot possibly be well informed without spending half of your time taking in media. Um, I want to do an update for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. This week we're trying to raise, raise $300,000. If you don't know what they do, we'll tell you about it uh, throughout the morning. But uh, Gladys, drum roll, please. We're currently at $133,000. Oh, I, I messed up. I said dollars way too soon. Yeah, boom. Yeah. $133,346. There you go. So 133 and, 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 and a third. All right. We're All tra- right. We're about halfway yeah. through and about halfway through the week. So I'd say we're more or less on track, but we need to have a good day. Um, just go to armstrongandgetty.com. It takes a couple of minutes to donate. It's pretty darned easy. This is a cause that is taking these kids when they're hurt and battered and have PTSD or whatever and keeping them off the streets, getting them, getting them what they need physically, emotionally, financially, it's the prosthetics. I mean, they just they intercede at the moment the troops need it the most. It's a fabulous organization. Over 94% of your dollar goes directly to the guys. Their overhead's ridiculously low. One of the few charities that get the four-star CharityNavigator.org rating. So uh, more on that coming up right now. The news with Marsha Phillips. Well, the state funeral services for the late President George H.W. Bush set for this morning right around 8 o'clock West Coast time at the Washington National Cathedral. Former President George W. Bush will eulogize his father 
President Trump is going to be there, along with former Presidents Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and Jimmy Carter. It's going to be the first time Trump's going to be in close proximity to the former Presidents Obama and Clinton since the inauguration. As we lose, I think the number is 1,200 World War II vets a day, which is hard to wrap your mind around. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw Bob Dole yeah. uh, lifted from his chair and saluting uh, George H.W., as a World War II vet himself and wounded and, you know, lost the use of his arm, etc. Touching et moment. Touching moment. It was. But as a guy who, for some reason, read a lot about the 1988 campaign, Bob Dole said horrifying things about H.W. trying to get the nomination that year. And such is politics. It's like boxing. Yeah. You punch the other guy in the face. Right. Yeah. Special counsel Robert Mueller says President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, has provided so much information to the Russian investigation that he shouldn't do any prison time. Substantial cooperation is the way Mueller phrased it in a court filing last night. Flynn uh, participating in 19 interviews, cooperating extensively in a separate and undisclosed criminal probe. Oh, redacted for your safety. (laughs) Flynn is scheduled to be sentenced in a couple of weeks for lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador to the U.S. Here's the deal, Marshall. Who knows what's going on with that? Yeah, it's the redacted stuff that's a real mystery, but you know, you reported the story, like the liberal media, and it's pretty accurate that that is what the Mueller uh, memo said, um, or so I'm told. On the other hand, the other reason they said they didn't suggest him he do any jail time right. is what he's charged with is so incredibly minor right he's charged with lying to the FBI allegedly right. about a meeting that probably wasn't illegal or even unethical mm-hmm. or even weird and what's mystifying about it is why he was telling untruths about it because transition members and man i heard a commentator on NPR today this this gal was so full of crap she was saying, uh, you know, the, the problem is here, the uh, Foreign uh, Agents Registration Act and uh, the transition team. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. It's the job of transition teams to reach out to ambassadors right. and say, hey, we're looking forward to working with you. Mm-hmm. We think we can have a great relationship with you. And then, according to this girl, if old fat Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, said to Flynn, well, what about the uh, sanctions? We uh, talk uh, about the uh, sanctions? No. Uh, what is Flynn supposed to do? Run out of the room screaming, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. So the, the reason they haven't recommended jail time is because he hardly did anything. Yeah, Joe, you're absolutely right. As I was going to say, Mueller's sentencing request to no so prison. So claims the liberal media. <laughs> Always that they're about to say the right thing. <laughs> Mueller's sentencing request of no prison time for Flynn is at the very bottom of the federal guidelines, which recommend between zero and six months in prison. <laughs> wow. wow. So if you throw the book at him, you it's... give him six months in a tennis <laughs> camp in Kentucky. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's uh, some penalty. Yeah, Jeez, right. it's like... Uh, God, I'd love that right now. Six-month break, I'd take that. And listen, I don't know who did what, and, and if they did bad stuff, if yep. they betrayed the country, bring the hammer down. That's fine. I don't care what party they're part of. But uh, a great deal was made of old uh, uh, Snopopopoulos, and uh, and uh, and who's the other guy? <laughs> but uh, uh, Papadopoulos. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> He did a week in a minimum security federal facility. Literally a tennis camp. Right. 
where they'd have you, I don't know, clean up by the highway a couple of days. And then you see a week there? Did you see all the dramatic shots? A week! Yeah, did you see all the dramatic shots of him kissing his wife outside the prison walls before Before you go away for a week? Yeah, a week. You'll wait for me, won't you? (laughs) How many million people are going on a business, business trip that long this week? Right. Right. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Switching gears. A lot less likely to get shanked by a toothbrush shiv on your business trip, yeah. though. Yeah. I had summer camps as a kid that were worse than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, no kidding. Some 68-year-old guy who wrote off a little too much on his taxes is going to shiv him, Sean. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> CBS Network Board's investigation into sexual misconduct allegations against Chief Exec Les Moonves reportedly finds he destroyed evidence, he misled investigators, to try to preserve his reputation and hold on to his $120 million in severance pay. Yeah. I think he was trying to hold on to one of those things more than the other. Yeah, exactly. Reputation kind of out the window. Not much you can do about right. that. $120 million, pretty big deal. He had at least four women on the hook who would come into his office and give him a Hummer whenever he asked. Hmm. Uh, Linda, could you come in here for a second? And that's the relationship he had with a bunch right. of women his work that's just the way it was and everybody else around there knew it and 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 the the assumption was in the office that they can't be fired or can do whatever they want because he's not going to get rid of them but that or or that they get you know perks because of that that's yeah. just everybody knew that that's right. the way it was that the way it worked what what kind of view of 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 humanity of women do you have when you have women on call yes. for that sort of thing as part of your job. So you have him as the second most powerful man in Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein being the most powerful, and, and more dominoes will certainly fall from the culture that lectures us every chance they get on how we ought to live, what's right, what's wrong, how conservatives are evil. Listen to us. We're your moral paragons. We're your example to follow. We're a little rapey over here, but eh, what are you going to do? Oh, sure. How many shows did Les Moonves put on CBS that were all about empowering women while he feels like he gets to have women at work who have to do that as part of their job? Come into his office and give him a... a, a, Easy now. Sexual um, 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 uh, pleasure whenever he asks. And he says that they were all, he said, these four women, it was all a consensual situation. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they voluntarily signed right. up for that and thought, oh, hey, that's right. fine. I'll make coffee. Sounds I'll do good. that. Whatever you want. Sounds good. Yeah. It's yeah. A great opportunity yeah. to rise up in the organization. The, the document cited by the New York Times looking into the Moonvis situation said the circumstances sound transactional and improper with no hint of romance or a relationship. <laughs> romance. That's rich. And hey, you guys. <laughs> no, you guys writing. Romance. Wait, if you lit a candle, it would be fine. <laughs> Hey, that's a hint. (laughs) It's scented. And all you guys writing in right now to ask how to apply for his job, don't bother. Save your quote-unquote humor for somebody else. Not funny. I understand the appeal of the situation he had. Um, But seriously, as a view of the workplace. Oh, yeah. And and what did he think of these people? He's a certain kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that is really quite amazing. And he got away with that. This is what's always amazing to me. He was doing that for years and years and years and years, and people knew it and just accepted, well, that's just the way the TV business, that's just the way the movie movie business, that's just the way it works around here. Incredible. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Four seems like plenty. Four, uh, four people in that position, as what, it were. What a lifestyle. Oof. Oh, it's consensual. 
She she took this job willingly. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Okay. If she did, she's a full-on prostitute. <laughs> well, partial prostitute. Not many prostitutes will make you coffee, for instance, or, you know, deliver the file over to production or whatever. God, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, and it was known for many years by many, many people what was going on. So they got the text and emails of him uh, having CBS employees on CBS Money try to get a job for one of the women that was going to come forward and try to keep her quiet. Get her a job in CBS. And at the risk of overpounding on the point, why don't we have organizations of orthodontists lecturing us about morality and diversity and how we ought to live our lives? I mean, I'd rather hear from an orthodontist, frankly, on average, than an actor. How about uh, plumbers? What are your opinions on how the way people ought to live? Uh, accountants. Why actors and directors? Why in the world would they... Well, it's because they own the platform, you know? Why would they lecture us? Stock market took a bit of a hit yesterday. Joe will explain why. Uh, Sean will give us the one-word market review for today. And I had an interesting conversation with a financial advisor last night that made me think. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's get to some news. A new poll found that the top three Democratic contenders for president in 2020 are Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Beto (laughs) O'Rourke. Biden's got the best experience, Bernie's got the best fundraising, and Beto's got the best chance of being alive in 2020. (laughs) That's some pretty good analysis, actually. Yeah? That is some pretty good analysis. It's a little darker than I saw coming down the road. Joe Biden came out yesterday and said he's the most qualified person in the pack, and that's almost certainly true. Um, But he is quite old. And Jack, the Constitution doesn't actually mention being alive. (laughs) <laughs> Among the qualifications for serving is the president. You have to be at least 35, but there's no maximum. And a natural-born citizen. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of its... And uh, Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, former lawyer... Creepy porn promoter. Announced yesterday he's not running for president as a Democrat, which uh, looked like he was there a while back when he was a <laughs> rock star and going to award shows and getting standing ovations and all that sort of stuff. God. That, that time is over. Yeah, nice. Nice hero <laughs> you got there. I want to talk more about that later. The uh, stock market. We need a one-word stock market update. Is it had a rough day yesterday, Sean? It's closed, man. Closed? <laughs> it's closed, yeah, it's closed man. There's, there's nothing going on. It's closed. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I don't like it for sure. As a member of the investing class. Yeah. I, I, that, I, <laughs> Mr. Passive Income, we call him. <laughs> Maybe this is the wrong day for this. Since his funeral starts it's in like an hour. kind of your trademark. Go ahead. Right. But as Joe knows, I'm going to steam forward. Yes. <laughs> I just, There's no helping it, folks. Just, it just deal with it. You've already said it. He, he, the leader of one branch of government has passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are we treating it like the king of the country died? It's, it's, just, it's just our need for pageantry in a royal family. It's, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it's entirely an unhealthy impulse, but it is a little odd when you think about 
that he was the head of one of the three co-equal branches of government for a time. Thoroughly respectable chap. Absolutely. I'm not fabulous guy. Not taken away from that at all. Right. Right. I, I, as a kid, was worshipful of presidents. The way you're brought up uh, in America. Well, we put um, the we we at least back in the day they put all their pictures around the top of the room. Every right. room I was in as a kid in school. Right. The 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 more you study government, the better you get to know it, and the older you get, the more you realize these are just successful politicians. Well, the founders didn't want it to be. This no, way. no, indeed, their idea wasn't this. And I think worshipfulness of any aspect of government is unhealthy. Deep suspicion is healthy. Closing the markets when a president dies. All right. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Yeah, we're going to be fine, and actually, well, yeah, it might hurt help. Anything. It might help a little bit. Well, yeah, getting to that. Um, a rough day yesterday. Uh, pretty big drop. And I was talking to uh, actually uh, my financial advisor last night, but he brought up the idea that um, you know the, the 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 effect the markets can have on the population now that didn't used to be the case, and how. They might have to put some sort of government stops in place so we don't have these wild swings, especially if you got close to election. Because it wasn't that long ago, you might have had 3 4% of the country invested in the stock market. Practically nobody was mm-hmm. pre-401k. Um, but now almost everybody is. Well, it's a lot of people. And the ups and downs just get way more attention and the stupid media says things like a trillion dollars worth of 401ks wiped out, even though it might be back by tomorrow afternoon, whenever right. that happens. Most uh, likely will and, be. And, often and if not is. tomorrow afternoon, certainly by June. Yeah, and often is. But, man, you get one of those down spikes a week before an election, that could sway an election very strongly one way or another. Because people don't understand that their trillion dollars will be back by next Tuesday. Right, right. I remember Jim Cramer saying that, I think he said with about $5 million, he could make a serious, uh, uh, have a serious effect on the futures market in the morning. If he wanted to rattle people or give them confidence or whatever, he could do it with $5 million carefully placed. Now, it's, and five million dollars is nothing, nothing on this. Uh, you know the various markets is part of that because of the computer investing, the way the computers would react. Yeah, that is part of it. And it was interesting this morning in taking in the news as I do every morning, and it'll shorten my life, but I do it for you folks. Um, <laughs> uh, all of the coverage. I turned uh, to Fox News, and Stuart Varney um, was talking about how the the agreement with China thing. Um, has been subject to the usual Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> there's a monkey riding a dog on TV. We're trying oh, to pay boy. attention. It's there's, really hard. There's, there's I, a well, monkey. I'm, I'm talking about a really serious topic. This is important. And I see everybody smirking and trying not to giggle. And I glance over the TV. There's a monkey riding a dog. Well, and the monkey is dressed in a cowboy outfit with fringe. Riding a dog, right? So well, back yeah. back to the China. Well, there's no time. <laughs> we got to switch channels. Why so the market actually dropped yesterday, according to financial reporters on Fox and the New York Times? Okay, I want to hear that. Practically no relationship whatsoever, as if they were describing on the one hand. The little monkey, and on the other hand, the dog it was riding. <laughs> Complete disparity there. Shocking. Are we okay with that in the 21st century? Monkeys riding dogs at half times of basketball games? Well, the pig famously didn't seem to uh, mind it in the viral song.
and an update on Warrior Foundation Freedom Station on the Armstrong and Getty Show.